Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an RV snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. Hello. Hey, how's it going? No, I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Oh, wait. I've got my headphones all jacked up. Here we go. I'm fine. I am just started not feeling good all of a sudden, which is fantastic. Um, so how are you? I'm good. Yeah? Yeah? You got, uh, some family in town? I do. Yeah. Yeah, We're gonna watch a movie as soon as we're done. Oh. Not hurry up, but not dilly-dally at the same time. Okay, well, I don't, I try not to dilly-dally, I just enjoy talking to you. You are full of dilly and dally. (laughs) I don't even know how to take that. I think that's a good thing, right? (laughs) Well, we can get, we can go on with the show. Uh, we had a lot of comments this week. I kind of want to get to some of them because they, some of them really make me laugh. But okay. We can fire through them. Uh, all right. Are you ready then? I think. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Um, what'd you have for dinner? Pizza. Well, that's not very exotic. It, it's Italian. Well, most lots of pizza is. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Well, good. Good. Did you? What did you have on the pizza? This is what I call dilly dallying. Well, it's part of our show, Jim. This is how we start our show. We say some stupid shit in the beginning. <laughs> then I go into the whole. I mean, you've listened to our show, right? No. But I'm in it, so that's a close second. Uh-huh. We had. If you must know, no, I, had I don't want to know. No, I don't want to know. I don't want mushrooms know. and black olives on our pizza. Of course you did. All right, well, let's just start the show, Jim. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Tom and Jim's top five. I am Tom Skull, and on the other line there is is finally we've been we've been away from from each other for a couple weeks here, Jim. We but, have, but that is James Bradley Doubt. No, you know, that was a decent guess, actually. Okay, it was a normal name, at least this time. Do you want any hints on my nope, middle name? Nope, I'm going to keep it going. I'm going to keep <laughs> okay. it going. Because the best part is people have been writing in with their own uh, their own guesses on your name, which is the best. Um, Aiden just decided your name is Jimothy. So he put, like, Jim, Timothy, Doubt together. Yeah, yeah. So Aiden wrote in with that. Um, and then I had one other person wrote in, that your your middle name is Cleopatra, which... I don't understand that. James Cleopatra Doubt. Uh, that's from Dave from Canada. So It's pretty close. It's close? All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. How you been, buddy? I've uh, missed you. We haven't really had a show with each other for a couple weeks. Yeah, I've been good. I've been, <coughs> excuse me, sick. <laughs> I was going to say, um, feeling better? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> I was. You know, it's it, my kid was sick and my yeah. wife has been sick and it's like, I, I get over whatever I'm sick with and then immediately get sick again, which happened to me about four o'clock today. So I started to lose my voice and uh, yeah. I feel uh, I feel okay. I just am coughing and, and losing my voice, which I was healthy for 24 hours, so that's a plus. Well, that's good. That's good. It's funny. I, I had the day off from work today and uh, I was feeling great until about four o'clock today. And I just kind of felt like run down and the muscles are sore you know that feeling you get when you're gonna have the flu that's what i started feeling oh, yeah. and i hope oh, yeah. that's not, i just took some emergency my wife swears by this stuff and uh apparently it tastes like shit but um it's <laughs> i drank it and so hopefully i get better i don't know we'll see we'll see um but because jim you haven't been feeling well i'm not feeling we'll just get on with our show what do you think sure you don't have anything else to say to the people i miss them I miss them too. There was a lot of comments this week, and and uh, we're just gonna go ahead and skip them for time. But thank you for writing in. We really do appreciate all the the nice comments and stuff. But Jim, we've been holding out for this uh, this top five 
because last week you couldn't do it because you were sick, and 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 uh, we were doing our top five greatest hits albums. I'm yes. very excited about this. Yeah, I am too. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> my my list has changed many times, and since uh, we started compiling this list, but I think I'm I think I'm happy with what I got. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I've I had a few that were like not leaving the list. There's a couple that jumped up and down and. And uh, I think I'm happy with it. I listened to one of these albums during dinner tonight with the family, and uh, I just to reaffirm my uh, my number one. And so I'm I'm really happy with it. So this comes from our from our listener Mike, who wrote he, he suggested this, and so we are ready to do it. So we'll just <clears throat> let's just go to town, Jim. What let's do our top five greatest hits albums. Do you want to go first, or do you want to take some water and cough while I go first? <laughs> I can go first, but can I just say, if you have Huey Lewis in the news on the list, I'm going to stop it right now. Well, <laughs> I can't even come up with something witty on that one. No, I don't. Okay, no. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. It begins, okay. Huey Lewis in the news begins and ends with the one song from Back to the Future. That's it for mm. me. And there you go. All right. I, I, I would not put it past you to be like, oh, no, I celebrate their entire catalog. I didn't know he had more songs than that one from Back to the Future. <laughs> I wouldn't either. Okay. I wouldn't either. Okay. All right, what do you got? My number five is the best of the Grateful Dead. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm a I'm a big Dead fan. Nice. You have haven't really talked about that. I never really talked about no. that on the show. I'm a, I'm a huge Grateful Dead fan, and uh, this particular one is uh, the best of the Grateful Dead. It's a two disc compilation released in, in uh, let's see. Uh, 2015, so it's a really new oh, one, wow. actually. Okay, cool. Um, their original one, the one that I, I actually grew up with, uh, I got like in seventh grade, and it was Skeletons from the Closet. Sure. Is what it was called, and that one was released in uh, 1974, so that's like their original first compilation Greatest Hits album, and that got me into the dead, and then I started listening to the rest of their stuff and live albums, and um, this is this is a really good compilation album of their work because it includes a song from every one of their studio albums uh, released from 67 to 89, which is a huge span of their career in chronological order. Um, and it has one song on it that was not a studio, is not on any other studio albums. It was uh, released as just a single. And uh, it's called Dark Star. And if you're a Dead fan, you know Dark Star. It's, it's studio recording. It's only two minutes and 40 seconds long but it's like a favorite of their live shows because it's all improvised and usually it clocks between 20 and 30 minutes for the song. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, there's one version. They're all like ridiculously long, but like one of them is like a 13 minute guitar solo from Jerry Garcia. It's like, it just goes on and it's just ridiculous. It's not even the initial song anymore at this point. You can't, um, you can't handle that on straight acid, man. <laughs> Four people who listen to our show got that joke. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot like, uh, like other um, Greatest Hits albums, this was a way for Warner Brothers to capitalize on the Grateful Dead's back catalog and make more money off of songs that were just selling off studio albums so if they compile them then they make a lot more money and that's the only reason they did the best of the grateful dead in 2015 nice that's cool but i bought I, it that's cool. good it's a in a recent one or i mean jerry garcia has passed away Are other members of this group still alive yeah yeah they've got um there a lot of them are touring right now as dead and company okay and um so bob weir is one of the original members uh basically took the place of garcia and then John Mayer fills in for Bob Weir. That's awesome. Yeah, it is actually very awesome. And if you if you're not a big John Mayer fan, or you only think of John, Mayer, he's my favorite artist personally. But if you only think of John Mayer as your body is a wonderland, then you are way off. <laughs> and uh, he is he's incredibly talented. He, he's probably the best guitarist of our generation, our current generation, and blues guitarist and uh, extremely talented. And for him to step in with uh, some of the remaining members of the Grateful Dead and to be able to hang and improvise and play with them is a testament to his, his ability, um, which combines two of my favorite worlds, which is the Dead and John Mayer in yeah. one. Yeah. When I heard that they were doing that, my mind blew up. That's so. awesome. He is, people who don't know, he is one of the best guitarists um, around right now. 
John Mayer. Absolutely. He's so good. And, Absolutely. Uh, he's also in uh, one of my favorite skits in the Chappelle show when he plays yeah, guitar. With Questlove. Yeah, because uh, cause white people can't resist guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he plays it. And then, um, and, uh, and then Your Body is a Wonderland, Jim. So. Oh, you are a delight. Oh, thank you. Good pick, Jim. I like it. I'm not, I wasn't a big <laughs> Grateful Dead fan, but they play songs that you're like, oh, yeah. That's Grateful Dead. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, I've heard this. It's one of those yeah. bands for me, but they're great. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. And good when, stuff. I bought, when I bought Skeletons in the Closet, I was like in junior high, and I didn't know the dead, but I saw a lot of kids in school with tie-dye shirts. And uh, I was like, well, I mean, they seem to be pretty popular. I'll buy this Greatest Hits album off of Columbia House and see if I like it. And I didn't know... It, I had absolutely no idea what kind of music I was getting into. None. I was going in with a blank slate. And just fell in love with them. That's so. a mind blowing, mind blown moment. Like you're like, whoa, it was. that's awesome. Whoa, whoa, good. And you and you got that uh, for a penny off Columbia House. So good for you. Yeah, yeah. And then I owed him seventy dollars over the next twenty years. <laughs> right. <laughs> with thirty eight percent interest. Um, <laughs> cool. I think mean, is that it on your number five? That's it. I like it. Well, I won't. Ha- I won't be having any uh, Grateful Dead on my list. But I, I, that's a good pick, Jim. Good job. Well, the first. Jim is um uh I I love this these people this person and his band and the album is just called Greatest Hits which a lot of these are called <laughs> and this is Tom Petty in the Heartbreakers. Very uh, nice. That's on my list too. Oh good. Good. Well, I'm I'm sorry to jump the gun on you, but uh <laughs> uh I really could have put any of these five in any order almost. Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those, Tom Petty's one of those like I didn't have a lot of his albums like but I always would hear his stuff my brothers had his like tapes and then cds later and like i would so the first tom petty album i bought was the greatest hits album which came out in october of 93 uh just awesome every song is amazing on it and if we didn't have this album uh we would have never had last dance with our mary jane's last dance which is one of the, his best songs and yep. Yeah, which I like. Some of those greatest albums would come out, and then they'd release one, one or two new songs on the greatest out al- greatest hits albums, and I think that's really cool. And this is just funny. This is one of his best songs ever. Um, you know, if for for like a this is before you could just download a single track right. for like a buck twenty nine. Right. In the early nineties or eighties, if you liked a band and you had like if you were a Tom Petty fan, you had every album, yeah. and they came out with his greatest hits, you'd be like, well, why would I buy that? Well, you'd buy it because Last Dance with Mary Jane's on it. And so's um, something in the air, and those are new tracks. So you got to go get this, and then you go out and buy it because otherwise you're never going to get those tracks. Right. For now, you don't have to do that. Right. The, in last, like you mentioned, uh, last uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance was reached number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100. So from a greatest hits album, his single reached number 14, which is great. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, it's one of the best selling his best selling album. It, it is his best selling album to date, I believe. Went 12 yeah. times platinum. <laughs> and it uh, went back to um, uh, what's here it, on its original release it was released the album itself was number 8 on the Billboard 200 and it peaked at 5 and then it actually reached number 2 following Pet- Tom Petty's death last year so again it went back into the top uh, Billboard top uh, 200 it was awesome um, and of course it sucks when people are like oh he died I should listen to his music but it's great that yeah. it went up to number 2 that's pretty amazing but yeah, um, it's just great. It's just I like got to see Tom Petty in concert. I believe we talked about that during oh, my concerts yeah. up, or up, our concerts episode, and it's just so good. He was just so good, and people don't realize how many great songs he actually had. Um, 
Did you you watch the Oscars last night, Jim? We're recording this the day after the Oscars. Did you watch the Oscars? Oh yeah, I love the Oscars. Did you watch Eddie Vedder? He sang, uh, he did the In Memoriam part, and he sang one of Tom yep. Petty's songs. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah it really so, was. Lots. I love Tom Petty. I still own this CD, and I'm never going to get rid of it. Um, just good stuff. Just really good stuff. Well, what else do you got on it? This is on your list. Yeah, it's my number three. Number it's three. one of my favorite albums. Okay. Um, yeah, I, what I thought was interesting, there's there's three songs on it that aren't even Heartbreaker songs. They're Tom Petty solo songs off of Full Moon Fever, which is Free Fallin', I Won't Back Down, and Running Down a Dream, which are three right. of his best songs ever, yeah. or solo songs. And same with The Dead, one of some of their songs that they put on their greatest hits are Bob Weir's solo album songs. Right. It's not They're not Dead songs. Um, and uh, I was watching a, a documentary a while back on... The Heartbreakers. It was like a six-hour documentary. It took me a few nights to get through, and it was on the, the span the entire career of uh, of the dead or of Petty mm-hmm. through. I want to say Mojo. I think they reached like that album, which came out, and one was like oh five, oh six, oh seven, somewhere around that, maybe oh seven. I don't know. Um, and they talked about this album, and Petty. It goes to like how big of an artist he really is. He was completely against putting out the greatest hits album. A lot, a because, lot of artists are. <laughs> yeah, they are. And for Petty, his rationale was impressive. He said that he didn't feel like like he produces an album to be self-contained as an album. Sure. And to take a song out of its context with the other songs is losing the meaning of the song. So for me, it's like, oh, this is great. I get to listen to these back to back. And for him, it's like, that's not the way I intended you to ever hear the song. And I don't want it. That's awesome, actually. That way. The way he put it. So he didn't want this. Yeah, I thought that was was really impressive. Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Meanwhile, I love his greatest hits album. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to buy it on vinyl, but it's usually a little over 30 bucks. And I don't want to spend that on it. So I'm waiting for like a good deal on it. And I'm trying to jump on it when I can. But um yeah, I, I absolutely love this album. Yeah, we mentioned a bunch of the songs on it already, but American Girl and Refu- in Refugee are also two of my favorites on there. Uh-huh. Like, just it, every song is great. It's, it's like 18 songs, and all 18, you're like, yep, these are awesome. Learning to Fly, I love that song. Oh, uh, Learning to Fly is great. Running Down a Dream. Like, I mean, we could just go, I'm just listing them now, but they're all great. <laughs> all 18 are great. So, um, good. Stop Dragging My Heart Around. He does that with Stevie Nicks, right? But it, wasn't it him and Stevie Nicks? It is. Yeah. It is. So when uh, in that HBO documentary, um, The Defiant Ones with Jimmy Iovine, yeah. they talk about this because Iovine was he produced uh, it was it Damn the Torpedoes, and uh, he was dating Stevie Nicks at the time, and Stevie Nicks like hid in the basement of <laughs> of the house they were recording this because if Petty knew she was there, he would have lost his shit. So she hit he hit her. And then he convinced Petty to give her that song. Huh, interesting. Yeah, that's thought that cool. was interesting. That is interesting. Good stuff, man. The only other thing I had on it is um, we talked about, you know, um, Last Dance with Mary Jane and then uh, um, Taylor, something uh, something in the air, the other new song. Mm-hmm. It was actually the last uh, recording that the, the their main drummer, Stan Lynch, recorded with him. And after that, mm-hmm. he was gone. So um, that's the only other info. Do you have anything else on that one? Nope, that's it. Good stuff, Jim. Good stuff. Maybe we'll have more together. <laughs> you don't come around here no more. You don't come around here no more. Whatever you're looking for. Hey! Don't come around here no more. Jim, what's your number four? My number four is Legend, which is Bob Marley and the Whalers. Ooh, this is a good one. This is on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. <laughs> Not mine. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's uh it is the best selling reggae album of all time. 
uh, with over 15 million copies sold in the U.S. and an estimated 28 million sold globally. And in 03, it was ranked number 46 on Rolling Stone's uh, top 500 albums of all time. Mm -hmm. And currently, the album sells, wait for it, Three to five thousand copies a week in the U.S. Still, still, that's amazing. Like, I don't even know how that's possible. At some point, everyone will have to own it. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I guess you know, the more states that make weed legal, people really get into Bob Marley. <laughs> you know, totally. maybe that's part of it. Maybe, but uh, uh, <laughs> it's just great music, even if you're if you're not high. It's awesome music. It's so, gr- it's great music. Yeah. Um, no woman, no cry. Come on, let's get three little here. birds. Yeah. I we have a, a baby book that um, a children's book that Bob Marley's daughter turned three little birds into. So she took the lyrics to that song and then drew a kid's book out of it, and it's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, Buffalo Soldier, Get Up, Stand Up, Stir It Up, which is my favorite song. I, love I shot the sheriff. Yeah. Sorry. Stir it up, stir it up, so good. And the version that OAR does is amazing. I, I was just gonna, I was waiting for. I knew you would mention it, but I was gonna head it on backup <laughs> if you weren't gonna mention it. it that for, and they have on their live album, uh, they had uh, Bob Marley's. Uh, was it his son or one of the original? Uh, Jun- Junior Marvin, yeah, one yeah, of the original. One of the original guitarists come out and play with them. Oh, it's so good. You gotta look that up. So. It's it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Night Shift and Stir It Up. Oh, so good. And uh, God, Redemption Song. It's like, it's amazing. It's a fantastic album to just throw on and relax or have his background music. Uh, I own two copies of it, personally. Nice. That's awesome. Do you have this one on vinyl, too? I do. I have it on vinyl, and then I have it on CD. Nice. Because, okay, so I was thinking about this. On a a side note, tangent. Yeah. I still buy CDs. Obviously, we talked about that. Yeah. And uh, CDs are getting phased out. Best Buy is not going to sell them anymore. Yeah. Which breaks my heart. And I'm still going to continue to buy mm-hmm. vinyl and CDs. I don't, I'll order them on Amazon. I'll do whatever I can to get them. And here's why. I think that they're going to make a huge push back to CDs in another 15 years when someone hacks iTunes and hacks Google and your online digital library gets completely wiped out and everyone's going to go, man, I just spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on music that I don't own. Yeah. I want a tangible copy. I don't know if that makes me old and grumpy, but I want a tangible copy because I don't want all my music stored on a cloud. Well, a couple things. One, yes, you're old and grumpy, but for for many reasons. I mean, that's not the only one. Uh, I agree with you. Like, CDs, like... It's not like a tracks and um, and uh, vinyl for that matter, or tape or you know <laughs> cassette tapes. CD is still tangible, still good quality music. You know, it's not, you can't damage them that much unless you literally throw them out your car window. <laughs> you know, like um, so yeah. There's no reason they people still use them. I still use them. My wife still uses them. We still buy them. Uh, it's you're right. I mean, I don't. I personally don't buy a lot of stuff on iTunes. And stuff like that. I really don't. I, I listen to what I have still, or I still will buy a CD. And I, I hope it makes a comeback. Maybe it does make us old by saying this. but Maybe. And tapes are making a comeback. Yeah. That tape. People, well, is that because of Guardians of the Galaxy? Probably. It's actually. No, it's because of our logo. It's because of our yes. logo. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but... <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. I that's a good pick. I um I love Bob Marley. Um and it's good time good summertime music for me. But uh, good stuff, Jim. I like it. What's your favorite song off there? You said Stir It Up? Stir It Up for sure. I've got you on 
my number four. This one started when we started this list. This one started as my number one because it was the first one I thought of. Mike, I I had this CD. I loved the CD. It was one of my. I would. It's not one of. I, I originally thought it was one of my first greatest hits albums, which it really wasn't. But I just one I thought of right away. And it is uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival Chronicle Volume One. <laughs> I had that. Oh, good. You have it on your list. No, I had it. I owned it at one point. Oh, okay. I had Volume 1 and Volume 2. Volume 1, I'm just going to go with the 1. Uh, they came out 10 years apart. Uh, volume 1 came out in January of 1976. I mean, I didn't get it until, you know, 1994 <laughs> or whatever. But um, I absolutely love this. The songs, they're songs that everyone knows. Um, it's music that I grew up listening to because I've mentioned before on the show many times my uncle, um, two of my uncles were in a band and they would play covers and it was all 60s and 70s music and it was this stuff, it was this I remember going to listen, in the summertime they play music in the park stuff and we go and listen and just hearing these songs all the time, just from, literally from when I was like 5 years old all the way up and and so it's, it holds a special place in my heart just the, the music itself, even though I'm not a 70s kid, I shouldn't like I shouldn't like this stuff, you know more than just oh that sounds like a cool tune but i love it i actually love the the cd all this all the songs are awesome um it was like i said released in 1976 1976 uh it's uh it's their greatest uh it's i think it's their best-selling album <laughs> you know having the greatest hits was cool um and it's uh it consists of 13 a sides and seven b sides of their music and uh it's ranked in actually number 59 in the updated version of Rolling Stone's list of 500 greatest albums. So that's pretty high up, which is good. Um, it was re-released on vinyl. There you go, Jim. Did you buy it? No. It was re-released in uh, 2014 as a limited edition, so you probably can't get it anymore unless you pay some money. Um, it's just so good. All the songs on it. I mean, Susie Cube, Proud Mary, Fortunate Son. I mean, just amazing music. Um... When I first listened to it as a kid, didn't understand a lot of the meaning behind behind some of the music. Um, now, as I got older and and you know understand more political stuff and stuff, some of the, the like "Fortunate Son" for one is an amazing song. Um, just all, it's just so good. It's just such it's such a good. It's just twenty of their greatest hits. It's so good. Um, I still have the CD. Like I said, I'm going to have all these CDs, so I might as well stop saying that. But uh, so it's just so good. Up around the bend. It's one of my favorite. Green River. Uh, traveling band who'll stop the rain i mean they're just huge hits and it's just they all it's all from one band and of course i love uh, run through the jungle run through the jungle is a great song great song <laughs> of course a lot of people probably like think of big lebowski with credence clara just because he talks about how the someone stole my credence man <laughs> you know i can't stand the eagles <laughs> the eagles hmm are they, are they gonna come up later not for me. Not for me. All right. Sorry if anyone's waiting for it. It's not happening. Uh, <laughs> uh, just just great music. Absolutely great music. I, um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, there wasn't a lot on. There's a lot on the songs themselves, but the album is just tw- 20 great hits. Amazing music. Um, and then, you know, their volume two is just as good, I think. Um, it had also some great songs. Another 20 uh 20 that had a second part to uh, Suzy Q and then Born on the Bayou which a lot of people know um, but that first one it's got the it's got the best it's, that's the best arrangement of those 20 songs so yeah anything else on that one Jim you got anything you, know, you dropped off your list right <coughs> it is not on my list here's the thing um, there are certain bands that I had their greatest hits album uh-huh. and I listened to it way too much and now I can't listen to that band anymore sure CCR is one of them yeah that... Queen is another one uh, I actually made a list of those bands the Eagles I can't listen to the Eagles anymore because of these greatest hits albums like I just right. played them constantly when I was a teenager sure. and the last one is Santana <laughs> the, the best of Santana which is phenomenal and I just can't listen to it right. anymore no yeah I understand that I mean that's one reason this one dropped down my list I mean one was I thought of some other ones I had. I'm like, I like them better. But I did listen to it constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so did I. And I still like it. But as I was, I, I listened to all these these last couple of weeks. I listened to all these albums. And as I listened to it, I, yeah, I don't like it as much as I used to. Again, why it's not my number one. But um, 
I still love the music, and and again, it holds more of a special place in my heart just because my uncle would play all this music, and I just I just imagine him up there singing, and everyone dancing and have a great time. So I mean, that's partly why it's like I cannot keep this off my list. But that's really cool. Yeah, good stuff. All right, well, that's my number four, Jim. Okay. So uh, yep. my numbers. Wait, I gotta go again. Holy smokes! You gotta go again, man. Oh boy. Oh gosh. Oh, don't you know? Um, <laughs> well, my number three. It shouldn't come to a, as a shock to some people who have listened to our show. Um, Tim but... Allen. Tim <laughs> Allen's greatest hits. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, man. No, um, it's Prince. Uh, it's oh, good one. Prince has had a couple uh, greatest hits albums, but the hits slash the B sides, which is a three CD box set, um, was the best thing ever. One of the best things ever. Um, it's my number three, only because I put the other two. Just I just had to put them a little higher, but um, it was awesome. I didn't own it. My brother owned it, and to this day, I don't know if he knows how much I would steal it out of his room and listen to it. Um, I later owned it, but when it came out in September of '93, I remember him buying it. I remember uh, listening to it when he was at home because he wouldn't let me touch it. <laughs> but it's amazing. Um, it has, like I said, three disc set. Um, the first two are, uh, they're just called the Hits 1, Hits 2, which is a bunch of his hits. And then the third one is the B-Sides, which you could only buy in the box set. You could buy the Hits 1 and 2 separately, but you had to buy the box set if you wanted the, the B-Sides. And uh, it's great. Um, he, he recorded at Paisley Park uh, Records in, in his studios, which is... Um, of course, it was here in Minnesota where he lived, and in 1993, he actually wanted to really—he didn't want—he wanted to release an album from his band, The New Power Generation, but Warner Brothers, who was his record label at the time, refused and instead decided to finally release the Greatest Hits album collection they had wanted to release two years earlier, but Prince instead got uh, Diamonds and Pearls released. Um, so I he, love Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great, great album. Um, but again, that's it's another one of these artists who they don't they didn't want to release a Grace Hits album, just like Tom Petty was like that. He just they don't really like them that often. Uh, I'm sure they like the checks rolling in after a while, yeah. but um, but yeah, he uh, so they released it and it was kind of against him against what he wanted. Um, he had like I said very little interest in the project, but he did insist that his longtime manager Alan Leeds write the liner lo- notes instead of Rolling Stone journalist Neil Carlin. Uh, who used to write a lot of them. Um, according to Prince's biographer, the the record company paid Prince to actually not really get involved in the making of the compilation because he didn't want to make it. But the one thing he did insist on, he's like, I want this guy to write all the the notes and stuff on it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, it has a couple great, I mean, it has a great, uh, tons of great songs, but a couple of ones that are pretty cool. Um, uh, Tears in Your Eyes is actually only, it was a rare live version, or For the Tears in Your Eyes, I'm sorry, uh, only previously released in ni- uh, 1985 TV broadcast for Live Aid, and that's on the album, which is, you can you don't get that anywhere really, unless you bought it, um, and Nothing Compares to You, recorded live uh, at his home in Paisley Park, which is kind of cool, so they re-recorded that. It debuted at number 19 on the Billboard 200 uh, the week it came out. It stayed on the charts for 18 weeks, and it uh, later got back on the charts, of course, after Prince's death and went up to 
uh, number five, actually. So, or number two. Sorry, it did go up to number two eventually. So again, uh, these artists die, and then they, <laughs> you know, they, uh, it comes back, you know, it comes back around, which is kind of, kind of interesting. People, you know, people don't realize what they're missing out until after someone's gone, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love Prince. Prince is great. Not only because I'm from Minnesota, and, and uh, but I just love his music. Even from a, if I was from anywhere, I'd love Prince's music. There's a lot of shitty bands in Minnesota that I don't like. <laughs> you know, like uh, he's just he's just awesome. It's just it's such a great album, and uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of all I got on it. I can go through a bunch of songs, but basically any Prince song that you know is on it. Um, Purple Rain being my one of my favorites. Let's go crazy, Uptown, 1999. You know, I can just keep going on and on. Uh, great, great album, great album. Prince was is so good. Like people kind of like, some people didn't listen to him. Thought he's just kind of a weird guy, but he was such a good guitarist, such a good songwriter. It's just amazing. So, good stuff. Anything that's else on pick, Prince? Man. Thank you. Yeah, I no, love. That's him. a really good pick. Love me, my Prince. <laughs> so, um, and the B sides. You know, people don't listen to the B sides that much, or you know, will recognize some of the songs that they're kind of just fan favorites that they put on. Um, but they're good songs too, so uh, I recommend this this three disc album to anybody. So there you go. That's all I got on the Prince. The Prince. The Prince. Jim, we are we're flying through here. Uh, we are up to number two. What's your number two? Number two. My number two is the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Hot Rocks, 1964 to 1971. Nice. That's a good one. It is a very good one. I first listened to this uh, with my friend Adam. We were driving back home from Champaign, Illinois. We were visiting a sister at University of Illinois. And he popped this double disc on, and we listened to it the entire way back a couple times. <laughs> That's awesome. And... Uh, it's the first uh, compilation album from the Stones, and this is unfortunately like probably too often of a tale. But their former manager named Alan Klein, um, he had a, uh, a company called Decca and Klein, and the Stones were a part of it. And um, he kind of duped them into giving him all of their rights to their music. So oh. when they left, they had nothing. Oh, no. And they, they opened up, they started their own uh, Rolling Stone, their own label called Rolling Stone Records. But Klein owned everything previous to that point. So he put out Hot Rocks um, basically just to make money off of their catalog, and right. they didn't get anything. They got nothing, not one thing for that. No, because they, they, they signed over all the rights to him. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> yeah. Oops. They um, apparently unknowingly signed over the recording copyrights from all their material from 63 to 70. That's why they're still touring. <laughs> they yeah, right. make up for all the lost money. 
Um, so they recorded um, one of their albums, Sticky Fingers, throughout 1970 and releasing it the following spring under their own record company. But um, the new Klein, his new uh, label was ABKCO. Um, they no longer had the Stones clients, but um, part of that album was recorded while they were under them. So uh, Brown Sugar and Wild Horses, although they're part of the Sticky Fingers album, they were co-owned by the band and Alan Klein because they were still recorded um, under the DECA label, which I think is just awful that that could happen to your to their to their rights to the music. But um, this album it, it taints it a little bit for me knowing that information. But the album, I mean, it's like everything you know by the Stones, like "Time Is on My Side," uh, "Paint It Black," "Ruby Tuesday." Um, Sympathy for the Devil, Give Me Shelter, My Favorites, You, uh, you Can't Always Get What You Want, I love that um, Wild Horses, which the first time I ever heard Wild Horses was on uh, The Tonight Show, and Bush covered it, and I didn't know what song it was, oh, and wow. yeah, it was amazing, and then that kind of led me into the Stones a little bit, and uh, Brown Sugar's a great song too, and that's just maybe even half, maybe not even half of what's on this album, but it's, uh, I love it, I, I love the Stones. Nice. Good. And they've had other um, greatest hits albums, um, I believe. There's uh, Ford, Hot Rocks. Those are one of the lips. Licks? 40 Licks? Yeah, 40 Licks. Yes, yeah. yeah, 40 Licks. Yeah. And um, they did a second Hot Rocks, too, but they uh, it was basically just for that same guy to make more money off oh, his phone. okay. That's a good one. Uh, Rolling Stones is like, that's another band where you just like, you hear all the songs, and even if you're not a Stones fan, you know, like, oh, I know this song, and you like the song, even if you don't know who sang it. <laughs> and you yep. find out, oh, that one's by the Stones too. It's just one of those bands that just created so much good music. Um, good pick, Jim. Anything else on there? Nope, that's it. That's it. Wow. All right. I saw her today at the reception. A glass of wine in her hand. I knew she was gonna meet her connection at her feet. Words but news man You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want You can't always get what you want But if you try sometimes you might find Well, my number two, Jim. Um, you kind of mentioned him already, <laughs> and it's okay um, because I know because I know you still like them. <laughs> but it is Queen, uh, and it's their okay. greatest hits album. It's this one's kind of weird. It's their greatest hits album from 1981, but the one I liked is when it was re-released as um, cl- uh, they re-released two CDs called Classic Queen and and. Uh, uh, the hits or whatever it was called. I think it was just classic or queen hits and, um, which is basically just a re-release of their, um, their classic, their classic queen from, or the greatest hits from 1981. But anyway, uh, amazing. I love queen. I love all their music. It's good stuff. I just, it's just amazing. When it came out in 1981, it was an instant, instant success peaking at number one in the United Kingdom. And it, it stayed number one for four weeks. And then it spent, 800 weeks on the UK charts consecutively. It's, it's, That's insane. It's insane. Uh, it's the best-selling album in the UK, and it's the best-selling album um, 
it's one of the best selling albums in the U.S. It is Queen's most commercially successful album worldwide, and it's um, it's one of the best sell uh, also best albums worldwide sold. Um, Radiohead guitarist Ed O'Brien hailed the the UK edition, which I later did buy after I had the the ones that came out in the ni- early 90s, um, as the most in- it's impeccable and absolutely genius. Uh, and he said. Um, um, the, and then British journalist Brian Venner also called the greatest album of all time. Uh, where where I got introduced, I knew Queen, you know, like We Will Rock You and those type of songs. Um, but in 1991, they, they, they wanted to come out with the second greatest hits. And But at the time, they were switching record labels in the U.S. from Capitol to Hollywood Records. And... Um, they they had a, so they couldn't release a greatest help they wanted to call it greatest hits too, and they wouldn't let them and so they the they uh, the record label instead created their own collection called Classic Queen, which which has a lot of good songs on it and stuff and song, a lot of songs we know, um, but because of that initial success a couple months later they re- realized oh we need to have the greatest hits album too that Queen did want to release so we'll release it and that's when they released the um the red the greatest hits and a lot of people probably re- will remember this as the blue album and the in the red album one was blue one was yeah. red and it had the queen logo on that's that's and I bought them together at the same time absolutely awesome um some of the stuff they added on there was the stuff we talked about like we will rock you we are champions killer queen uh yeah it's just it's just it's so good my wife loves queen I love it uh it's one of my favorite songs is fat bottom girls I don't know why oh, that's yeah. a, it's just such a good song it's so it's so cool. And absolutely love it, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm like, unlike you, I, I get, I get the whole. You've listened to it so much, you can't listen anymore. I can still listen to their songs. Like, I, I never get sick of it. It's so good. Um, did you have, did you have the, 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 the blue and the red album that I was talking about? No, my sister did though. Yeah. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> so, no, I didn't do it like that. You're calling me a woman. No, no, my sister had both of them, so I listened to them. Okay. <laughs> Don't read into that. Apparently I did. Uh, but, of course, one of the main big ones that here in the U.S. we all fell in love with was Bohemian Rhapsody because of the success yeah. of Wayne's World. And uh, But another one bites us, Killer Queen, Fat Bottom Girls, uh, Don't Stop Me Now, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, Somebody Love. I mean, there's just so many. It's just it's such a good good music. Um, we, we A couple years ago... Um, the Duluth uh, Symphony, where I'm from, they they brought in this like w- worldwide Queen cover band. I don't remember their name. I'm sure it was after one of their songs, but the guy could sing just like Freddie Mercury. And they did a, a Queen and Symphony concert, and it was phenomenal. It was so cool to hear all these songs with this guy singing and sound like Freddie Mercury. And then you have this big symphony behind it. It was really cool. Um, yeah, just so so good. I love Queen. Good, just uh, it's good. It's all I can say about it. It's good. No, yeah. It's a good pick. Yeah. Well, thank you. I'll, I, uh, I like it. I think I'll keep it. Oh, you gonna take me home tonight? Oh, down beside that red firelight? Oh, you gonna let it all hang out? Fat bottom girls, you make the rocking world go
right, Jim, before we get to our number ones, you got any uh, honorable mentions? Of course. I know, this was hard. <laughs> um, classics like uh, Elton John. Yeah. Surprised um, it's not on your list. Oh, my gosh. I know. It almost was. It. I know. Okay. Um, Pig Floyd's Echoes is a good greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The Essential Michael Jackson is amazing. Um, I took a road trip with two of my friends, Donnie and Abby, right after Michael Jackson died. And every radio station was just playing Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. So just that album makes me think of that time. And what, uh, Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, which Michael Jackson? Just the, the Essential. Hit? The Essential. The Essential okay. Michael yeah, Jackson. That's a good one. Um, 311, Bob Seger, The Who, and let's see, kind of a, a pick you may not see coming. Uh, Tupac's Greatest Hits is amazing. <laughs> and and I know a lot of people it, like that song. Or that, oh my God, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And if we're talking singles, it was uh, Changes was released off the Greatest Hits. Oh, to sell it. And that's, I mean, that's fantastic. Yeah. Good. What about you? Um, I had all of Michael Jackson's Greatest Hits on there as well. Yeah. Um, the one I really liked was His Story, which was really good. Um, Journey, <laughs> Love Journey's Greatest Hits. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great album. Um, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, ah. was one of my favorites and I left it off just because it, I just, it's called songs you know and and that's what that's kind of why I left it off just everyone knows and it's kind of overplayed Margaritaville and stuff but I still love it but it just kind of left off my five um Guns N' Roses had a really good one they came out with but yeah, I had didn't. all the Guns N' Roses albums anyway so I kind of that's why I put left some of my favorite bands off the list because I had all their albums anyway so it's like I didn't need that greatest hits even though sometimes they were you would get new songs, like you said, but uh, Pearl Jam had a good one, another one of my favorite bands. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that and my number one, which we'll get to here. But uh, any other greatest or any other uh, honorable mentions, Jim? Nope, that's it. All right, well, let's get to our number ones. What do you got? Um, my number one, I just listened to it recently again, is uh, The Beatles. 1967 to 1970, otherwise known as the Blue Album. Okay, mine's also the Beatles, but okay. I, I went with Beatles One, which came out in 2000. Oh yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. so they're kind of similar. So you, you go first. You talk about yours because I also had that album as well. <laughs> but, okay. Yeah. So their their original greatest hits were the the Blue and the Red. Yeah. And they were the they were both released in uh, 1973. The Blue was uh, spanned their career from 67 to 70 and the red was 62 to 66 which is how i like to define that more as in pre-drugs and post-drugs right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so the red album is more like i want to hold your hand and the blue album is more like lucy in the sky with diamonds right which is more what i like so uh, we had this my sister and i had this on tape and nice. we used to listen to it on our way to school quite a bit um which is my first like introduction to the beatles and uh this album was actually compiled by the beatles manager alan klein who ripped off the stones son of a bitch i know but uh the blue album i mean i could go down every track because i love every single track on this album but my favorite favorite beatles songs are on this while my guitar gently weeps probably one. my favorite there's there are a couple that aren't um some of the early stuff i love blackbird um that one's not on here yesterday isn't on here which is some of the early stuff those those two songs are amazing but um obladio blada i love don't let me down um hey jude <sighs> strawberry fields penny lane sergeant pepper i could go on and on and on right. about all the tracks that are on this album but it is it is fantastic it's um it's one of my favorite albums, period, but definitely my favorite Greatest Hits compilation, for sure. Nice. That's awesome. Um, I I love all. I celebrate their entire catalog. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> that's why I picked the, the one I picked, which is one. Because um, I do like the early stuff, the Love Me Do. And so I, I don't want to hold your hand. I don't, it may be corny, but I, st- I love that music. Mm-hmm. And I love the stuff in the 70s, you know, the, or the late 60s. It's just it, amazing. And so, like, I like it all. So that's why I went with the, when that, the, my pick, um, are you done with your, your pick? Should I go on? With yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, because, you know, it was the album one. It came out in 2000. And it was the first time he put all that together. 
you know, like every every one of their number one hits. That's why it's called One. It was on this. It came out in November of 2000. I got it for Christmas that year. It's amazing. Um, it is uh, like it has all the songs you mentioned, plus all the other one, you know, early stuff. Um, it's the fourth best-selling album in the U.S. and the best-selling album of the decade, which was 2000 hmm. 2009. And it was the best album. Uh, it was the best-selling album uh, of the decade worldwide as well, outside of the U.S. Yeah, it's just it's just so good. It's just got everything on there that you want to hear from the Beatles. And we Jim has joked before. We both joked like it's like we'll say something like, "Oh, it's like the first time you heard the Beatles." <laughs> I have that moment. I have the first time <laughs> I heard the Beatles. It's like, and it goes back to like hearing my uncle's band sing. It's like, man, this song is fun. It's good, you know. And they would sing all the whole catalog of Beatles. They wouldn't just hold the early stuff. They'd do the later stuff too. And it's it's just so so good. It's just so good. I mean. When this album came out, um, I believe, it, I mean, it went, it just, I remember everyone at school having it. It was, um, it was so cool. I remember the cover was just this red cover with this yellow one on it. Yep. It's so awesome. Uh, and uh, they remastered and reissued it into, in September of 2011. Uh, and again, they actually uh, um, did that again in November 2015, re- remixed and remastered it. Um but it's just it's just so good. Um, it was compiled at the time with at the time three of the still remaining Beatles. Of course, we've now lost, um, you know, George. But uh, it you know so they were had a lot of their hands in it. Like they were actually willing to do this, not the studio wanted to do it. So which is kind of cool. And it came out 30 years after they broke up. Uh, Mark kind of 30th anniversary from they broke up. Um, no, hey Jude is my favorite Beatles song of all time. Mm. Uh, on this album, on the one, you know, on album one, uh, it has the full-length version, which is over seven minutes long. Um, the one I think you mentioned was "Hey Jude" on the one you mentioned. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's that's the shortened version for some reason. I don't know how short it is. It's still a great song, no matter how long you listen to it. Um, <laughs> but we actually have a painting or a picture in our house. It's like a, a drawing, I guess, and it's um, it's got all the words of "Hey Jude" on it, and it shows you. It's oh, like a. Cool. It's like a. It, you follow the line like you're you know, so you you're saying and then when it refrains there's a line that draws up and then you sing that part like it's just a cool thing it's in our hallway and uh my wife uh, i bought it for my wife one year it's it's just so cool um this album itself inspired a bunch of compilation albums that consist of everyone's number one hits um including elvis had a number ones that came out after this um then michael jackson had one called number ones the Bee Gees had one called Number Ones. I know you have that in your, uh, in your, your collection, right? You're a Bee Gees fan, right? Mm. Yeah, I own six copies, and it's in every <laughs> slot of my disc changer. Thanks. Do you keep that in the trunk? Remember when they were in the trunk? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Um, but they also had uh, co- other compilations that, that uh, kind of inspired with Pink Floyd's uh, Echoes, uh, the, yeah. be- the best of Pink Floyd, and then Nirvana's Nirvana, Rolling Stone 40 Licks, which we kind of talked about. And the Who and Dean Martin, and so it just it was cool. It's, it, it was a different way of doing greatest hits, and that's when it kind of started the number ones thing. You know, these bands have been around forever. Um, it was so cool. It was released in CD and cassette, but the vinyl format was only released in the UK. Um, they have since like remastered it and have it's called One Plus, and that comes with a bunch of more stuff. It's like getting a special edition of a Blu-ray. It's kind of what they <laughs> they re-released. Uh, here's a couple things, and we'll wrap up, but. In the United States, um, <laughs> I love this. There is, uh, it debuted at number one, like I said. Um, in its second week, and it increased again, but it increased, but it was knocked out of the number one spot in its second week to Jim. Do you know who? What year was this? 2000. 2000. Um, 2000, Britney Spears. Close. The Backstreet Boys, uh, uh. Black and Blue. Um, but the second, the third week, the week after <laughs> Black Street Boys came out, uh, the Beatles um, regained the number one spot because I think all the, <laughs> all of us in high school got Black Street Boys. Like, ah, oh, okay, let's go back to Beatles. Um, and it, so, and actually, the only other people who have, only other band that has returned to the number one spot besides the Beatles, <laughs> is Creed from their 2001 album. Oh, Can you God. believe that? There's some people. There's some company they want to be involved with. Um, but it's just awesome. Like I said, I got it for Christmas. That Christmas week that year, it sold um, 1.2 million copies, the highest selling week it ever had. And it's the best selling album uh, of the 21st century in the U.S. 
absolutely incredible. It, it, all the songs you mentioned on your la on the last one is on there, um, and uh, just this is great. Yesterday's on there. Help. Oh man, love those songs. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I could go on. Like I, like I I could keep saying songs, but what's the point? Everyone knows these songs, but uh, good stuff. I'm glad. I was like when you said the Beatles, I'm like, no way. We have the same number one, and I like that <laughs> we have the same band, but different greatest hits albums. That's so cool. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, cool, Jim. That was fun. God, I want to that listen was... to all this music now. <laughs> <laughs> show next week but we're not gonna tell people what it is we're gonna make it a surprise is that, is that <laughs> fair <laughs> yes okay Cliffhanger. should we before i let you go should we tell people the big news jim you yes <laughs> you break it to them <laughs> i'm pregnant no i no 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 babies no more babies you and your wife are you pregnant i don't don't say it here <laughs> no. um no jim in a sh in a few short weeks i sir will be in Cleveland, Ohio. I could not be more excited. I am so excited. People don't realize <laughs> we have not seen each other in years. <laughs> it's just, and it's, we, we talk all the time, but it's like, it's been forever. At least to us, it's been forever. I'm so excited, Jim. I got my ticket. I'm ready to come down and hang out with you. And I don't want to do anything. Ah. I just want to sit and play uh, PlayStation and eat Doritos. Is that That's cool? all I want to do. Okay, it's perfect. It's been... Almost three years, right? I think it's been three years, yeah, or almost yeah. three years, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. So I'm so excited. I'm, uh, I've been telling everyone I can see, like people who don't even know you, I'm like, I'm going to see Jim. Like, who's Jim? And I'm like, doesn't matter, because he's the best guy doesn't in the world. Matter. Yeah. Matter. <laughs> F you, that's who. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, let's get out of here. Everyone, you can reach us on all your social media platforms. Like like Jim likes to say, all the ones you stock your ex-girlfriends or boyfriends on. Um, <laughs> and you can email us at TomandJim'sTop5 at Gmail. And find us on Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, all those great places you get your your podcasts. And Jim, I'm going to let you go, but I will be calling you back in five minutes. I will count the seconds. Oh. You say goodbye and I say hello.
Oh, no.